Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Well, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi everyone, I am Kama, and you can find me at the hyphen real hyphen comma splice on top. Today I am joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I am Chickren on Tumblr. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And if Twitter still exists when you hear this, I will be very surprised. <laughs> Love it. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, um, please be aware we spoil everything, um, books, potentially show. Don't think we have any trigger warnings. So let's get What a refreshing change for us. Yeah, it's been nice. The last couple, well, the last, at least one of the episodes, it wasn't like, yeah. (laughs) Um, so we are going to be covering John one of a storm. And, um, John is being escorted to the wildling camp by Grit and Rattleshirt and all sorts of stuff. And um, I forgot how colorful Rattleshirt is. Um, he, well, that's one way to put it. Yes. Well, he predicts, well, okay, maybe we do need trigger one weird comical stuff. I don't know. Um, he's predicting that Mance is going to see right through John. And then Rattleshirt wants to skin Ghost and make him into a blanket. Lovely. And wants to, if I got this right, put a live weasel into John's stomach. I'm not really sure, but. Okay. What's, what's the point of that? I don't know. I mean, if you cut someone open in their belly, they're going to be dead. I, just... Exactly. How long is he going to last? And, just... and then this is extra work. Well, for what reason? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It does nothing. <laughs> This is probably why Rattleshirt is not higher up in the organization. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, Ygritte has a much more positive outlook about the whole thing. I, I also love, everybody knows John is a warg, and no one is at all weirded out by it or disturbed or scared. They're just like, oh, yeah, he's a warg. Um, well, John- I, love, I love how they're, like, slowly coming into the settlement of, of all the free folk. And, like, no one's really responding to ghosts, whereas everywhere else that any of the Starks have taken their dire wolves, people freak like, out. Oh. <laughs> Some big-ass wolf. And everyone oh, hell yeah. like, yeah. Um, And John is full of, he's, he's like, he's set on um, all the plans. He's got to, like, basically fulfill the task um, Warren Halfhand set him. Um, I, I also just want to share, when we... Um, record these we usually come up with a cute name for the uh, skype room and chicky has named this one secret agent man <laughs> um because that is who john is at the moment um and there are a lot of people here like there's a huge encampment i mean and like it's all all kinds of stuff this isn't like you know there's <clears throat> women and children and all sorts of stuff going on it's a big big group um, well, and they, it's interesting how John re- refers to them as as almost separate villages at one point. This encampment, 
because that's literally what this is, is like basically uprooted villagers have, you know, like come and resettled themselves temporarily here at this camp. Yeah. And they're all getting along fairly well, it seems. Um, so they get to Mance's tent. There's like six people there. There's four men and two women. Um, one guy who's kind of described as being somewhat bedraggled is um, playing a lute, singing the Dornish man's wife. And I did not note the lyrics, but if you want them, they are chapter. Um, and John notes this guy who's lost his ears, um, which I, I really don't understand how this all works, but okay, like anatomically, but. Um, the earless man is really ticked off that John is alive, but also that John took the kill of Corrin Halfhand away from him. And John decides that, well, clearly this is Mance. Okay, wait a second. So, like, just 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 to completely derail this medical question, would you be able to hear that well if you didn't actually have the outer so. parts of your... Because isn't... That's isn't what fucks like, me up about that, missing ears. Yeah. No, I don't... Uh, this is a lot of George's... Um, or injuries don't make any sense. I mean, like, I don't, you could, like, one ear, sure, part of an ear, but, like, there's stuff going on in that. Isn't there amplification happening in your yes. ears or something? Yeah, because, like, the outer, like, the outer part of your ear, like, it all contributes to you hearing sounds. So, I, I'm, you definitely can't hear as well. Okay. If you're missing both, I feel like you're, I mean, I feel like you got to be struggling a little bit to hear. I would think. Not to mention, I mean, there's all sorts of things going on with that, those kinds of injuries. I mean, because it wasn't, you know, anyhow, this is, this is where. Would like, I mean, and I don't know, cool. did he lose them both at the same time? Like, was yeah. this a double, like, was this a Arthur Dane with both swords cutting? Arthur Dane. Like, he, he <laughs> lost them separately? I mean, these are things, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just forgot his hat one day. The so dumb. I think, I think Martin often gets, he gets like, it's really into the weird, like, you know, horror, body horror of it all. But he never really, like, I know we're not supposed to be spending this much time on this character. <laughs> but like, are there times where he says, like, somebody's been stabbed and you can see straight through? Like, yeah, yes. That doesn't work like that. Oh, goodness. I, yeah, I really this sometimes thing is wonder definitely... about his education. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So John decides that this guy is Mance, and that is not true. No, no. Mance is the bedraggled guy in the black and red quote, uh, cloak singing the dirty song. Um, and introductions are made. Uh, one of the women is Dala, who is pregnant with Mance's child. And Val, the beautiful blonde woman, and her current boyfriend, although that's not how it's described, which is, I think, Jarl? Jarl? I don't know. Um, Jarl. Jarl. I was going off of, like, Jarlsberg, the cheese. I don't know if that's how that name is supposed to be. I assume it's, um, I assume it's Jarl, like, Danish and Swedish or whatever. And then... Spear. I think it's pronounced Bobby, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, Devin's oh, got it. Devin nailed it. <laughs> no one, and, no one George. Yep, yep, yep. And then Steer is the earless guy, who I don't remember, and I don't know if we ever really spend a lot of time with him, so whatever. And um, also, Tormund Giantsbane, 
I would like to know is described as short. Um, big, but short. Um, and he is very different from show Tormund, which I'm really grateful for. Yes, he's a very different character than show Tormund in every sense. And much better. Um, oh my goodness. Car- um, Cardinal Girl 75 from Discord actually commented on this that this chapter reminds me so much why I like Tormund in the books. I was worried that my opinion of him would be tainted by the show. Um, yeah. That's one of the things from the show I can say that since, you know, we've been we've been doing the reread all along. Um, nothing from the show has tainted anything of the other characters, like in the books for me. If anything, the books, like it just makes me think of Tyrion, have like just brought back what the show like took away and yeah. like how shitty some people are that you don't get on the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if we, we finally got some distance from the show. I mean, it's been like, what, three years now? Yeah. Closing in on four years? Yeah. I mean, I'm forgetting things about the show. I do I do momentarily have things where I'm like, was that in the books or on the show? But I, I feel like the show is just kind of fading into a... There's, mm-hmm. there's certain characters that, like, Bron, those I kind of prefer, or that's how I see them, like, physically. But, oh, I get that. But generally, yeah, it's it's been helpful not having that all over my life. Um, so John is queried as to what he was doing, what they were doing out there, um, he and the other Night's Watch people. And John lies and says they were out mm. ranging. Um, Nance tries to trip John up with stuff, and Tormund kind of the one who screws that up. But anyhow, eventually, John and Mance have... Well, Nance kicks everyone out but his wife. Well, are they married? I don't even know. It's not really clear. I feel like no, maybe. He kicks everyone out but his partner, Dala. And John and he have Perfect sort of a solution. one And this is where we learn that um, John and we learn that Mance has seen John before. Once when John was uh, younger... Mance was still in the Night's Watch, and he'd come to Winterfell, and then also learned that he came to the feast when Robert and his court uh, were at Winterfell. He came dressed as a bard. We get a very, I can't believe I missed this the first time I read this book, we get a very prominent discussion about what, you know, mention of guest right and how, what that is and how that works. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too. It, it really does stand out. I don't know if it's in the other chapters. I didn't go back and look, but it's like lays it all out, bread and salt, the whole bit. That's supposed to like work. And um, Vance shares his story of why he left the watch, which is um, he and his brothers were out hunting. Got. Um, quite violently injured, and he was taken to a wildling woman who healed him. And also, um, his cloak had been sort of uh, destroyed, and she had red silk from a shy that she had taken off a ship or something, and it was very precious to her, but she used that to sew up his cloak. And when he got back to the wall, they gave him a new black cloak and wanted to take the old one because they're brothers and they only wear black. And Mance says, I left the next morning for a place where a kiss was not a crime and a man could wear any cloak he chose. 
I don't know. I didn't find that terribly convincing, but I no, it's not a compelling thing. I guess that's the, I guess that's George's point that sometimes the thing that breaks you is like a weird arbitrary thing almost. Yeah. yeah Cause it seemed like, huh? I mean, I feel like there needed to be a little bit more in that story, but that's what we have. <laughs> that's all we got. Yeah, because that because because that's because it's a very drastic thing to do. If like if that's your reason to desert. Yeah. Well, it it feels like that must be something that that's a thought you must have had before. I guess that can't yeah, be the like, only it, reason. Like, it, it, it couldn't it couldn't have been that happening now. I'm deserting. Like yeah, there definitely had to be something or some things prior to. I would I would imagine. Well, I've always felt like with Mance, there's a little bit of a John parallel in that, you know, Mance was, I think, orphaned and kind of raised by the Night's Watch brothers. And it's almost like he didn't have another option. He went, he got in so young that he just never got to live like the normal life, which is something that clearly John is uh, about to go through. You know, what, what you miss out on by joining the Night's Watch, everything that Benjen tried to warn him about. I feel like if you're going to do a straw that broke the camel's back and we're just meeting this character for the very first time, you need a little bit more about what was going on with the camel's back. True. In any case, again, this is what we're left with. Um, And then Mance wants to know, why did John decide to like basically kill Gorin or, you know, make that choice. And John thinks about what he could say, and he picks the only thing he thinks that Mance will believe will buy. Um, although, since Mance has given us this really weak-ass excuse, I'm feeling like he had a lot more options. But um, he references the, the same feast, and he talks about how his brothers and sisters were paraded in front of everyone and seated at the table just below where Robert and Cersei were. said, did you see where I was seated, Mance? He leaned forward. Did you where they put the bastard. Mance says, I think we had best find you a new. It was such a well done ending to that chapter and resolution to this. How does John convince Mance that he would, you know, desert? Um, it's that it's that thing of, you know, like they're always anytime you like read or watch like a, a secret agent show or something, they're always like, you know find a kernel of truth in your cover story or whatever. And like, you really feel that in that moment for John. Yeah. That that's just a lifetime of him. Like, you know, he's their brothers and sisters and he loves them and they love him. But you know, that, that, that difference that how they're treated. Mm -hmm. Do we have any mail? Yes, we do. Um, so our first question from Buck O'Hare on Discord. How much of Mance existed before this chapter? Oh, great question. Damn, that's a good question. Because he was just kind of a phantom not, before not this. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> not much at all. I feel like he was probably a little less, you know, hippie uh, musician Bob Dylan type before this chapter. Yeah, he feels very I, much I would agree. like a kind of, I mean, I know he's mentioned, but he feels like this is all new. Yeah, he's definitely mentioned, but he's just kind of like this unknown specter out there, you know, this threat. 
and then you meet him and he's just not at all what you think he's going to be. Yeah, because you're thinking that's more of what you're thinking is the threat because uh, you just keep hearing about the king beyond the wall, um, you know, of the free folk, the wildlings, and you're expecting, because everything we know of the wildlings up until this point, um, you know, is that they are to be feared uh, on some level. And so you definitely get a different vibe once you meet a uh, man. Oh, for sure. Well, it, it, it's funny because I'll, you know, like, again, John picks the guy who's like the big, imposing, threatening dude, because that's kind of his, you know, expect the big, imposing, threatening dude to be the leader. You don't expect it to be guy in the bedraggled cloak singing the dirty songs. I mean, it's just not usually who the king <laughs> is, at least in his world. Um, certainly not the bedraggled part. All right, our next piece of mail from Cardinal Girl seventy five on Discord. There are actually two questions. Uh, oh, well, I actually already read the comment about um, why this chapter reminded um, her she likes Tormund so much more in the books. Yes, so we already talked about that. So, next question from Cardinal Girl seventy five on Discord: How long would Guest Right have kept Mance safe if he'd been discovered at Winterfell? I don't know. I don't remember how it works in universe for sure. I think it's like you're covered as long as, or when you first arrive. If I don't know if it's if you set up foot outside the gates. I don't know. Well, there's that whole thing. All right, I'm on the wiki because that's what I do. Sometimes customary for a host to give guest gifts to the departing guests when they leave the host's calling. I wonder if there's like an exception to this. Like, yeah, okay, you're here. We can't kill you. Oh, no, no, no. When invoked, neither the guest nor the host can harm the other for the length of the guest's stay. Okay, that could be. You know, so it's like sanctuary rules? For like, like, I mean. So you leave. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the man who came to dinner. So the key is just never leave? I guess. And you're safe? I mean, of course I'm going off of the... Sure, the twins. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, 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 apparently now that's extended. <laughs> so I guess it looks like... a. A lord with a bared sword across his knees is making a sign he's denying guest right. But I feel like that's something that has to be happening, like, at the beginning. Like, you can't just... Beginning, yeah. Long yeah, long once you've given it, it... Yes, you can refuse it, so to give gone. it. Yeah. You can refuse to give it. That's a thing. But, like, I think once you've given it, it's not like you can say, all right, we're done now. Isn't that why Jamie sat with his sword in his lap on the on the throne after he killed Aerys? Because he wasn't automatically giving guest right to whoever wandered in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else. There's not much more on it here. I think in like real world traditions, there are there's like equivalents to this kind of thing, but they have like a timer. Like they're your the guest for a day or something like that. Safer time, but it's time since I've read anything. About 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, so our last, um, and this is just a general comment. Um, so our last one, piece of mail from I Dream of Spring on Discord, as do we. Totally understand why you guys aren't <laughs> up for re 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 read of Jamie's chapters, but I miss him. I will enjoy listening to his reposted episodes, however. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I wish we had the juice for that. I just uh, there's just nothing else to say. What else do you say that you haven't said the last three times you did it? I don't know. I feel like if we had wins, it might be. I mean, well, of course, we'd be reading that first, but there might be new stuff that would like, yeah, but we don't have it. I mean, we don't. Yeah, there's nothing new to reexamine with. I mean, the the show was finished when we did the last rereads. That was really the last information that we had to go on. And it's not like the new show is covering him. No, No. I don't think so. I don't watch it. I shouldn't say no. But as far as I know, no. Now that I'm back on Tumblr, I'm seeing all the, 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 the gift sets and stuff. And I'm like. Did they did they buy any wigs or really is it just the same wig? <laughs> no, 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 no. They they absolutely kept them. And then I'm almost certain with it seems like with some of the um oh I can't even call their names at the moment, but that they're just like passing the same wig around to some of them. Like, like okay, this the scene you get to wear it. Next scene you we're, get we're to wear. We're gonna film Matt now. Okay, now then we're gonna take it off quick, get it on them. Oh god. <laughs> They've got one name and the one Valerians. Wig. That's what I'm thinking of. The Valerians. Oh, yeah. the Valerians have <laughs> they, a few. They yeah. rotate wigs as well. God. I was debating. I'm, I'm probably canceling HBO Max, but I was like, oh, should I? And I'm like, no, don't go there, comma, don't go there. All right. Um... <laughs> Any parting thoughts on this chapter or anything else? Um, I just, I, you know, I just want to say I, I, I do appreciate what George did end up doing with Mance as a character. I, I, I like it. I dig it. I'm into it. I, I love where, you know, Mance will eventually end up in dance. I mean, I think it's all great. <laughs> I think it's really good. It's, it's probably an underrated part of the the story just because I know the show went a completely weird direction with Mance. And if Kyle were here, she could probably, you know, wax poetic about Mance Raider for several hours for us, but. Well, if you would like to wax poetic about Mance Raider or anything else, <laughs> if you'd like to send us a comment or a question, you can do so by emailing us at close the door and at gmail.com. Also, leave us a message at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. And Elon Musk destroys it. We are still technically on Twitter at Door Podcast. Um, please like and review us wherever you listen, as it really helps people find the podcast. Um, and lastly, please consider uh, supporting us on Patreon. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash close the door. I'd like to thank all the people who are, are already our Patreon supporters. I'm closing the door. Get out.